we, we want to make sure you know how to quote the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He making me to lie down in green pastures. He restored my soul. He leaded me in the paths of righteousness. Yea, though I walk through them, I shall fear no evil for thy rod and thy staff. Some people over there quiet. That's all right. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and you want the people to be able to quote these scriptures and tell you where they are. But many of the people that know these scriptures to heart don't know the God of that scripture. Welcome to The Life Experience, a broadcast brought to you by Life Worship Center, where we're led by a dynamic duo, Bishop Denzel and Robin Rule. We are a church that lives in love, operates in integrity, walks by faith, and have been empowered by God. Stay tuned. There is definitely a life-changing word awaiting you. And now, here is Pastor Denzel with today's word. Highest form of agreement on earth is not a pastor and his members. It's not in prayer meeting when the intercessory team get together. That's not the highest form of agreement. Yeah. There's a form of agreement that is no higher. You can get no higher than that on earth. That's between a husband and a wife. That's the highest form of agreement on earth. Nothing is higher than that. And your Bible says in Matthew chapter 18, if two of them come together and agree on anything, God has to do it. Close that car. That's the highest form of agreement on earth. And the devil knows that if they perfect this agreement, they'll destroy me. I can't get in their house. I can't get on their children. I can't get in their church because they are together. And so he does everything he can do to break that up, to bring confusion in that, to make sure they never get as one. Because once they get as one, he know that's one house he'll take over the list. I can't get him no more. Because God got him. Are y'all married and single folk hearing this? Y'all hearing this? Y'all getting this? So this is so critical. So, so, so as, as, you, as you make the bond and make the commitment, now here's the challenge. Challenge is you cannot allow the passion to be locked down. You have to free the passion. Now what, what remains in the middle is covenant, commitment. You do not want your commitment with God with your spouse, with anyone to be solely based on commitment. That sounds good. It sounds real good. I'm in because, you know what? I ain't like this or whatever. I don't like this, but God, I'm in this. I'm going to stay in this. When you live based on your will, you are setting yourself up. Because the person that is solely in it on the basis of commitment, that means they are living based on will. There's no heart connection. And when you function solely on will, you know what comes in after the will? Religion. You, you then function solely on the basis of religion. It's just a practice. And there's no heart involved. Jesus' first teaching that he really did, he tried to pull them from religion, from living based on the will to living based on the heart. When you read his Sermon on the Mount, that teaching that he did, he says, you say that if you sleep with a woman, that is adultery. He says, if you look at her with desire to have her, 
watch this, the people were living will living. They were living based on will. And so they thought, as long as I can keep my will from sleeping with her, then I am good. Jesus says, no, I am not come to support will living. I have come so you can have heart living. Will living is once, now it's hard if you're in there, but once you get there, it's easy. Make it, make it even, even more plain. How many of you that fast, begin this year, fast with us in January, and somewhere around day six, seven, eight, nine, ten in the middle of there, it wasn't a fast no more? That you were willing yourself not to eat. Your will will take over. And the spiritual element started to dwindle and dwindle and dwindle. And by times you get to the very end of the fast, there was no spiritual element at all. It was just, I almost there. I almost there. I almost there. It became a matter of the will. And it was no longer a matter of the heart. That's when marriages die. And, and the sad part about it, those marriages will die and they'll stay in the house. Because it's based on will. No, I'm committed to this. I'm going to stay with this. There, I, I don't want any will members of this church. Don't stay here just because you committed to Pastor Denzel. Right? When you see me start in the church, that's how it's talk. When you see me say I get in the church, I there. I in there. Me? I get nowhere. I in there. I scare them kind of people. I scare you. No. Because you, you, are, you are here solely on your own volition is on your own will and on your own ability. I want your heart and spirit connected. I, I, it's kind of, it's similar but it's heavy. Are you getting this? This is making sense? Um, I am, I am, I said this three times tonight, I'm afraid of people that are strong-willed. I'm afraid of them because they run a danger of never giving way to the Spirit of God. Strong-willed people always believe they can do it. I got this. I can fix this. I can sort this out. I can work this. <laughs> I just want to look on somebody's face. I ain't calling them. Because yeah. some of you may be married to people like that. That's all I can say. Where it's all about my will. And persons that are will-oriented, boy, it's so hard to get them filled with the Holy Ghost. Because they'll be in church every Sunday. Be the first one there. Last one to leave. They'll give to every program. Whatever you ask them to do, they'll do. And to the outs from the outside, you'll be like, boy, I don't be like them. Okay, let's make it plain. The Bible talks about them in Revelation chapter 2, I think it is. He says, man, you hate those that call themselves apostles that are not. You love the things that are right. You try to get things in order. He says, but I have an order against you. You have forgotten your first love. So look at they look at, they look, they look the part. They're religious. A lot of them servicing around this time of year. Under the banner that we call a loan. Lent. Some of y'all slow. <laughs> so there are many people under this banner called Lent. I call it a loan. Lent. And under this Lent. Everybody all, they're will all in zone. I'm more fast getting on right now. You know, when drink no liquor, the bars I'm waiting right now. 
I ain't drinking no liquor. I wouldn't drink no liquor. Mm 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 mm. Forty days. Forty days. I mean, we had this guy who's built us on site. Man, lent this fella's skin with clear it up. I mean, like. I mean, like, you, I mean, for real, like, you, you could see it in his face. I mean, skin getting clear. He looking all healthy. My God. By Pentecost Sunday? <laughs> no, that's, that's long. That's what it is. Man, but you see him a little, once the land gone? Back to that bottle heart again. See, belly start pushing all these skin, them, pause them, start to breathe that liquor and all sort of that. You know, um, religion is dangerous. Don't allow religion to get to be dominant in your love relationship. Commitment, the will is important, but it cannot be dominant. That's why I said after priority with those three, the next is balance. There must be balance. You cannot allow commitment to out, you cannot allow commitment to outdo knowledge or knowledge to outdo passion. Once you get in this, you gotta make sure I maintain the balance, and it's hard. You gotta keep on checking it. How much are we talking? How much are we sharing stuff? How much are we doing this? You need that to keep the relationship going. Chew on this, chew on this. Let me just hit the text that I gave you. Hit the text that I gave you. Things that you need to know. You need to make sure you know them. Um, questions you need to ask about knowledge. You didn't know who's first in their life was the first one. Number two, how progressive are they relative to their walk with God? How progressive and how aggressive? Do you want God for them more than they want God for themselves? Because sometimes we can be blinded by our desire for them to want God. And we want them to want God so bad that we start telling ourselves that they want God. Say it slower. Sometimes we can want God for people so bad that we are so we are so um, caught up with our desire to see them wanting God more that we can actually tell ourselves that they want God. And every now and again, you get a pullback. I didn't really see this with God. Why are they doing this for me? Wushkata. Number three, and these were not necessarily in order. Number three is, and I, I hope those of you who missed it last week are taking note of these and writing these down. You really need to ask these questions. And those of you who are in a relationship now, ask these questions. Pause now. Ask yourself these questions. Number one was, who's first in their life? And don't, don't look for it to just to be, if it ain't God, no. Just see who's first. Because sometimes it may be their ma. Can you compete with that? <laughs> Yeah. So, so this question is very important. Listen, don't, don't assume that first question is spiritual. It's all spiritual. It's not spiritual. Literally ask that question. Find out who's first. It might be them. Whether it's full of itself. You need to ask that question. And it'll be good for you to ask these of yourself. So you can have a better relationship with yourself. Because <laughs> some of you need to do this inventory radio to find out who's first in my life. Yeah. And, and truth be told, 11 or 10 of us are in God. Come on, man. If you look at where, where you know, you tell who first, 
money, time, effort. Who gets the most of them? Who's got most of your money, your time, and your effort? Now is God really first? So again, 11 out of 10 of us, it ain't God. So don't you dare be, but you know what? If God is first in their life, they out. You out too. <laughs> so, so don't make, I, I, this Bible study is supposed to be spiritual. Let's talk sense now. Let's talk sense now. So the answer to this is not, if it ain't God, I out of here. We all hoping we're trying to get to that place. But for the vast majority of us, like I said, 11 out of 10 of us, ain't it? That's what I said. Y'all didn't have the first time. I said it the first time too. I said it both times. <laughs> I guess only you won't call that. They didn't, they didn't hear it. Yeah, yeah. 11 out of 10 of us. Mm-mm. No, 11 out of 10. <laughs> that, that is not the case. All right? So, so, so this, is that awesome, this is the awesome analysis to take. Who gets the most of our time, the most of our money, and the most of our effort? So number two was, who, who, um, how progressive are they relative to their walk with God? This is where you start to get less spiritual. Because the first one wasn't that spiritual. This one is spiritual. Let me go on to the first one. Find out if it's their job. Right. Women, hear me, hear me, women, hear me, women, hear me, hear me, ladies, hear me, hear me, hear me. You have been trained, you've been conditioned, molded by society, especially behavior and culture, that you want a man to work hard. And sometimes we can be so consumed with that man that works hard that we overlook the fact that all he does is work. And everybody around you say, oh, that's a good man. Look at that boy. He didn't build an apartment, boy. He didn't get, oh, he got a good government job. Go out. That's one. Get him. Um, when the Spirit of God spoke to Paul concerning the needs of a woman, he didn't say the woman need money. He said woman need love. He said, husband, love that woman, yeah? The woman buying the things, man. Love her. And so you all need to go back to that scripture to hear what, what, the, what the Spirit of God says about you. Your greatest desire is love. That's good. Ain't nothing else. Trust me. All those other proclivities that you have is because there's a love void that you don't even know how to fill. Wow. I don't care how bad that girl is in the street. The heart, she don't know, no, no, all she wants is money. No, no, boo. She's trying to cover up something. When you get down to the core of her, you will find out there's a love void that she just don't know how to fill because she's never been loved properly. And so she figured, let me fill it with these other stuff. She had, every woman have this in common. Their greatest desire, their greatest need, the greatest void in their life is to be loved. That's so good. That's so good. It hides well. It'll hide. It'll hide. It'll hide. Every woman got that in common. They need to be loved. Read that. That's Ephesians 5, by the way. Husband, love yeah. your wife. Round about verse 27. Mm-hmm. All right. And while we are it, um, the greatest need for that man is to be honored. It's the greatest need. It ain't sex. It hides behind sex. It ain't sex. He, he doesn't want to be Lord over you, but when he's around, he want to feel elevated. He, 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 if he could feel high around you, shoot. He, 
his greatest, that's why he says, that's why he says, um, wives submit to your husband. He needs to feel in that place. He needs to feel. He, he, see, we, we can teach him, our job, pastors, is teach him that he ain't the boss, but you need to make him feel like the boss. He ain't the boss. But your job is to make him feel like the boss. Don't worry, I can make sure, when I come to you, I can, I can fix that for you. You straight. I can make sure it's balanced that he knows that he ain't the boss. He's not the boss. But it's your job to make him feel that way. If nobody else makes him feel that way, on the job, he is at the bottom. He ain't got nobody answering him. He answers to everybody on the job. He's nobody. When he gets around you, your job is to lift that dude up. Oh, you lift him up? Trust you, me. You elevate. I ain't get, I ain't get Bambi to clap on the message in the last seven years. And I get Bambi now. <laughs> I went Bambi tonight. I jamming, boy. <laughs> I can preach for 20 minutes longer than I get Bambi. <laughs> that dude preaching tonight. <laughs> yeah, so, so that's, 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 that's the void. That's the void that we have on the inside of us. Anyway, the first one was who was first in their life. Number two is how progressive slash aggressive are they relative to their walk with God. All right, number three was is there room for anyone else in their life? Is there room? That's number three. Yeah. Is there room for anybody else? Number four is, are they pliable? Pliable. That means, can they, can they give? Can they bend? Is there any leeway? Or are they of that set? There's a set of people who ain't cheating for their ma. Are they a part of that family? Who you meet me like this, and this is the way I is. Take it or leave it. If that's how they are, there's somebody for them, and that's in you. <laughs> and that goes male and female. Yeah. And, and whoever they are, they better realize that the people who like that, they die in. <laughs> by themselves. <laughs> that was good. They dying by themselves, lonely. All right. Uh, but you need to ask this question Are they pliable? Again, you get, and, and it's good if you have someone that is spiritual, that is a confidant, that is someone that's spiritual, sober, and a confidant. Ask them these questions about the person that you're talking about. If you have somebody that's close to you that's a confidant, that's spiritual, that you can trust, ask them these questions about the person that you are involved with. Why? Because sometimes we still see through twisted lens. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, now, if the, you don't just ask anybody this. And don't, don't ask the girl who you, your, your girlfriend who you know lose. Because then she go in there, she sliding in, and then, then your dude gone. True story. So I try, try to help you. All right. So make sure you find somebody. Brethren, if one of your soldiers you can ask, ask the right soldier. You know? Um, so, because, like, this one about pliability, many of us, we believe they is bent, and they are bending. And what happens is, down the road, you can say, I don't rap, and they change. And they did not. You were just seeing what you wanted to see. They change. You saw, you saw what you wanted to see. And so your lens, your lens were, they were ready, distorted. You need to do this long time. 
but you wouldn't do this. You know? I remember one time I, I was, I'm robbing a knife uh, um, for our anniversary. We went to Exoma and we was in this, oh, that's beautiful. And uh, we had this little uh, infinity edge pool outside of our, you know, our little spot, you know? It was, oh, man. Four million dollar house that we had to ourselves. It was just sweet, man. And so I was, I was, I was swimming every day. <laughs> Two, three times a day, I swimming. I said, I sw- why not? <laughs> there, only us. There, only us in the subdivision. The whole subdivision, just one house. This one house, sit on top of the hill. Uh, I swimming, I swimming, I swimming, I swimming. So like day four of me swimming, I am. Um, you know, done and getting ready, finish swimming, go inside the house, you know, getting my clothes. And like, everything is like cloudy. So, I think, mm, it's still cloudy. I say, I say, I don't remember turning the shower water. You know, turn the shower water together. It's smoky. Why is that so cloudy? And everything cloudy. And I, and I, I ain't telling nothing now because I, I want to get scared because I realize it now. And this. <laughs> and then I, I did again, I ain't telling nothing. I go on, go on online and look up cloudy eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so I did. No, I was scared because <laughs> everything cloudy. And I go on online and it says that you can, I think they call it chlorine eyes. Been in the pool too much, and so I was getting trouble with my glasses. <laughs> Who wasn't nothing wrong with the glasses? Oh man, some of y'all ain't get it. <laughs> you, you got some stuff in here that you want to see, yeah. oh, wow. yep. and you don't even realize that your perception is being blocked. And you blaming all kinds of stuff. You blaming Robin for leaving. You blame all this stuff. You show us air smoke, air fire. There's something happening inside here. Oh, yeah. The chlorine got inside there. And they said, don't worry, just, just don't go back in there. Oh, wow. oh. <laughs> just don't go back in the pool, and eventually the chlorine will diffuse. And so I hurry, went to bed, I went to bed early, and I, more than any other night, I went to bed early. <laughs> go to sleep. <laughs> but I got my scared. Where I slow, 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 slow. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> oh my eyes, it was clear. I said, God, you're mighty. God, you're, you know, and sometimes you need to take that step. Close your eyes and reset. Good God Almighty. Man, I wish we had more time. Close your eyes, reset, pull back from it. Don't go out in the pool. The pool is what's messing you up. So pull away for a little bit. Allow your eyes to see something else. Whoosh cutter. Turn from that. Look at something else. Get yourself clear up. Get yourself cleansed. And then go look at it again. And guess what? After that point, when I went back in the pool, I wasn't diving as much. Because all I was doing was going I was going in and I was going to get it, man. I was running laps. After that, I was like, <laughs> you know, I was in Andrews, and I said, Andrews, you put your head in, you blow. <laughs> no more of that. No more of that foolishness. I was operating up. I was, I was the ghetto swimming. <laughs> I was 
drink ghetto South Beach booze, baby. <laughs> I, was, I was doing a wild stuff, you know. In the morning, looking pretty. Um, so, so, because, but many of us, we ain't pulled back yet so our, our, our lens can reset. Yeah. We spend so much time, because some of us spend too much time too early. Swimmers don't get them chlorine eyes because they get used to it. Over time, they develop it, and their eyes adjust. I hadn't been in chlorine for, for like years, prior to last year. Because I used to go to St. Andrews. We had a pool in school. I never had that happen to me before. But it's such a long time since I've been in that chlorine. And so all that chlorine one time, my eyes didn't know how to adjust it. So I had to pull back. Some of y'all spending too much time too early. You're spending too much time too early, and so your vision is being skewed. Your eyes are cloudy, because you jump in too, you, how you get that deep so early? How after three weeks, you even didn't call me today? What, really? <laughs> Preach good, Denzel. How are you getting offended? You forget my birthday. Dude, your birthday was the day after we met. I didn't know this. Like, I, I'm not obligated to remember your birthday. I'm not your ma. <laughs> I'm feeling something about it now. But I bought you this. I didn't ask for it. Preach good, Denzel. Are you not going to ask me for you? No. Thanks, though. <laughs> Whenever you got a demand reciprocation, get out of that relationship. Because truth is, it's not the person. You are not ready for a relationship. Say it again. Whenever you find yourself demanding reciprocation, reciprocation means do for me what I do for you. When you find yourself demanding that, get out of that, not because they ain't ready, because you ain't ready. Your mind needs to change. And oftentimes, people who do that, they're trying to compensate yeah. and overcompensate. Let's see if I can get you to love me. Let me get you to stay friends with me. <laughs> so I can buy you some more things. You know, that's, that's what men who beat their wives do. They buy them things to ease the pain. And so there are many women who have that same um, abusive husband mindset. They don't do the beating, but they, they buy the stuff just to make you stay with me. Thank you for tuning in to The Life Experience. You've been listening to a portion of a message from our pastor, Bishop Denzel Roll of Life Worship Center. We invite you to join us at any of our weekly services held at the C.H. Reeves Auditorium, located Mini Street, just off of Robinson Road. Our Sunday morning worship service begins at 9.30 a.m. and our Tuesday night Bible study begins at 6 p.m. For more information on our ministry, visit us at facebook.com slash the life experience or Instagram hashtag LWC Bahamas. You can also contact us at our office 601-5125. We look forward to seeing and hearing from you. Join us every weekday here on Glory 93.9 FM. Until next time, 
Have a light-filled day.